0: Hey there, this is Pastor Cory, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Wanna share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Hey everybody, my name is Corey. I'm one of the pastors at Branch Life. And no matter where you are today, whether you're watching online or you're streaming in your car as you drive, we just want to say thank you for engaging with today's message. We hope that no matter where you are in life, it will be an encouragement to you and that it will cause you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. We also want to challenge you and say don't leave today without taking the next step that you need to take in your faith journey. One of the ways that we can help you with that is if you go to branchlife.church you'll find steps there on how to take that next step for you again we're thankful that you've engaged with us today and we hope that we'll see you in the weeks to come hi guys josh here thanks for joining us for our series finale of overflow where we're talking about our fifth and final phrase that overflows from hearts that are filled with god right here in the northeast we are at the peak foliage season It's autumn and the leaves are changing and this is the weekend that we have the most beautiful view. I wanna show you just a little bit of what that view looks like here uh, from where I live. And it is gorgeous. When you're able to take this kind of view in, you're able to look out and just be filled with gratitude and man go, wow, this is beautiful, well done. In our phrase today, we're gonna look at what happens when our heart is filled with praise by God. When we see the beautiful things that God does and how we of all people should be able to recognize and praise a job well done. We look at this creation and we say, God, this is beautiful, well done. Now let's overflow and be quick to praise others. Lean in as we look at the last three Psalms in the book of Psalms and we learn about the overflow phrase, well done. Hey, welcome to Branch Life. I'm Josh, one of the pastors at Branch Life, and you are here for our series finales. Series finales are always special. If you haven't been a part of our Overflow series and you're just catching it on the tail end, we encourage you to go back and check out the other four. You don't need to know that or to know those to be a part of this finale. We're talking about five phrases that will overflow from a heart that is filled spiritually. Uh, we've been talking all through this series about the power of your spiritual life. You're more than your body. You're more than your mind. You are a spiritual being, and we have to take care of our spiritual being because our hearts are always filled with something. And the way we know what our hearts are filled with is by what comes out of our mouths. And when you're walking in the power of God, when you're connected to God, when you have a relationship with God through the work of Jesus Christ, your heart will overflow with five powerful phrases that we see repeated over and over again in the Bible, particularly in the book of Psalms. So we're gonna jump into our fifth phrase and then the second half of this talk, we're gonna remind ourselves about the other phrases and encourage you to take a spiritual step forward and make make some commitments, have some time with God where you talk to him about these phrases and how you can change your heart Change your words and then change the relationships that you have. Your words are powerful and your words are powered by a heart that's overflowing with a relationship with God. So we're in overflow part five and we're excited to jump into this series. In Psalms, there's 150 songs. 150 beautiful pieces of art that we've been saying through this summer and through this series, you will find yourself, your emotions, your feelings, good, bad, up, down, sad, or happy feelings in the book of Psalms. They're all there. This is a a way that we can express and relate and try to understand our heart connecting to the God of the universe. And the ending of Psalms is particularly powerful. All three closing Psalms have the exact same theme that lead us to our fifth and final phrase, well done. Well done. We know, You know, when I was growing up, I had a, uh, a boss. We lived on a campground, and it was acres and acres, hundreds of acres of lawns. And one of my first jobs as a middle schooler and a high schooler was to mow these lawns. We would spend day after day mowing in different zones in different areas. We would be working hard at trying to make sure the grass was cut. And at the end of the day, we'd go up to our boss, who happened to be the mechanic, and we'd just call him the mechanic, and we'd say, we're done. And he would say, no, you're not. And he'd take us for a walk back to where we had been working. And he would point out areas where we missed a spot, where some blades of grass were too long, where we didn't weed whack around that tree or around that fence or around that pole the way that we should have. We got so used to being corrected that we actually, when we would get done our section for the day, we would say, would this be mechanic level work? Would the mechanic be pleased? And it was a great day when we would come up to our section we'd come up at the end of the day and we'd say we're done and he would look at us and go well done have a great rest of the day there's something about that affirmation to be able to to hear someone else recognize what you've done what you've accomplished acknowledge it and praise you for it this idea of saying well done is a praise it's encouragement it's ac- it's acclamation. it's affirmation well done, you've done a good job. You've accomplished something and I'm recognizing it and I'm, praying, I'm praising you for it. Now today, what we're, we're answering the question why we should be good at saying well done. Psalm 148, 149, and 150 give us the answer to this question why Christians should be quick to recognize a job well done. Christians, people who are a part of the church, people who believe in God and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ should be quick to recognize a job well done. It should be a regular pattern in our lives to be able to see when others are accomplishing and doing something well, doing something right, when we should praise them, when we should encourage them, and when we should say well done. It's, a, it's the power of a relationship with God. It's an overflow that we have, is this ability to be quick at recognizing a job well done. Now, does that describe you? When you interact with others and you see the work that they're doing, are you quick to see what they've done right? Are you quick to see what they've done wrong? Do you recognize what other people are accomplishing and what they're going through and how hard they are working? We have friends of ours who just adopted, Uh, Just had twins a mom and a dad for their first parenting adventure gave birth to twins Can you imagine that going from a family of two to a family of four in a matter of nine months? Now this young mother and this dad they thrived at raising these twins at adjusting their lives And it's been incredible to see them work through sleepless nights and packs of diapers and endless feedings and in the midst of it all the call came There was a baby who needed a temporary foster home, who needed a place to go, and would they answer that call? And they opened their door in the midst of brand new baby twins to a third child. Now, that's a job well done. That's something that deserves praise. And that's something that needs to be recognized. And we as Christians should be able to look out there and see people who are doing jobs well and recognize it and praise them. Why should Christians be good at this? Why is this something that should uniquely mark us? Well, these three Psalms are gonna give us that answer and here it is. Christians should be quick to recognize a job well done because Christians should be good at praise. Of all the people in all the world, Christians should be good at praise. Praise is kind of our thing. It's the thing that Christians do when we get together as a church. We praise and we worship. We glorify God. We lift up his name. And we do it all the time. We do it together. We do it individually. We do it when we read God's word and when we pray. This is a, a staple in the life of a Christian to be able to praise. And if Christians are good at praise, we should be quick to praise others. So the phrase well done should come out of the overflow of a heart that is praising God. Psalm 148. And let's just look at some of these examples in these scriptures. First, it encourages us this idea that Christians, we praise with creation. Psalm 148 in verse three says, "'Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, you shining stars. Praise him in the highest heavens and in the waters above the heavens. Let him praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever, and he gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures of all the depths, fire and hail and snow and mist and stormy wind, fueling his word, mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and livestock, creeping things and flying bird. Verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above the heavens and the earth. We as Christians, praise with creation. We see the created world praising the creator and the God of the universe. It's uh, it's fall season, as we said in our opener, and the leaves are changing here in the northeast. It's one of the most beautiful seasons that we get to be a part of. This rainbow of colors, this kaleidoscope of foliage that's rolling around our hills is beautiful to behold and when we see this creation we look at it and we go well done what a beautiful artistry what a beautiful artist he has done an incredible thing and this beauty is praising a beautiful god this artwork is praising the artist of the universe the power of the storm praises the power of creation. And when I have recognized that I have been created by God, I praise him with creation. If you are having a bad day, if you're just running into it against the wall, what I want to say to you is go outside. Get your eyes off of that screen. Put the phone down and look up at this beautiful creation and recognizing that the trees of the field are clapping their hands and praising the God of the universe and we get to do that with him. We're good at praise because we praise with creation. Well, then Psalm 149 just keeps it going. Psalm 149 says, we praise him in the storm. Psalm 149 picks up the theme of creation, praising God. And the first one says, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Praise him in the assembly of the godly. When we get together, we're going to worship and praise God. And then all of a sudden you get down to verse six and there's this sharp turn. Look at this turn. Let the godly, verse five, exalt the glory and let them sing for joy in their beds. Even going to bed, I'm humming the songs of God. Verse six, let the high praises of God be in their throats and the two-edged sword in their hand. Say what? All of a sudden, the psalmist is going from, I'm singing songs to the Lord, to now I've got a sword. I'm fully armed. I'm ready for battle. And and in verse 7, and execute the vengeance on the nation and punishment on the people and bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to, iron, to execute on them the judgment written. What is happening? In Psalm 149, We are seeing a truth that God promises all of his people in this world, you will have trouble. Yes, creation is beautiful and it points to a beautiful God. But even creation has been broken and we have been broken by the taint of sin. The Bible says that none are righteous, no, not one. And some choose to follow that God and some choose to to run from that God. And so we are reminded as the Psalms close up that there will be trouble, that there is a storm, yet we praise him in that storm. We learn to praise God in a time of trouble. In times of difficulty, we're able to say, I still trust in the maker of the universe who is in the business of fixing broken things. He's in the business of fixing me. But for those who ignore the the path of God, there is a season of judgment. Yet, Psalm 149 closes with this Praise the Lord. See, in times of trouble, Christians should still be good at praise. We should still have an excellent spirit. We should still rely on the truth that the promises of God makes our problems opportunities, that he is with us, that he is protecting us, that he is working all things together for our good, that he is um, the master planner and that God is guiding us through seasons of change, through seasons of turmoil. Even though there's brokenness and badness out there, we still can look to God and be good at praise, even in the storm. Psalm 150 then continues with this theme of being good at praise and Psalm 150 says, praise, we praise his good works. So in Psalm 150 verse one, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. We're coming to this pattern where, where Christians get together and we praise, we get together and together we lift our voices to God. It's something that marks us It's the reason that we do not worship alone. It's the reason that we long for worshiping together in this next season at Branch Life Church. As the weather gets colder and we're still still dealing with the effects of this pandemic, our goal is that everyone will have the opportunity to worship with someone. Our goal is that no one will have to worship alone again. Even if it's one other family or one other person that you're quarantined with, we we wanna encourage you to gather in some form. Why? Because the Bible over and over and over again marks to the gathering of the people to glorify and worship and praise God. And in Psalm 105, praise the Lord, praise him in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, all of creation, praise him for his mighty deeds praise him according to his excellent greatness. The song reminds us as this entire book closes up, this idea of when we look at God, we see his greatness, we see his incredible works, and we can't help but express our praise to him. When we worship that God, when we see that God, when we recognize that God, our reaction, our knee-jerk reaction, our our unsolicited response will have to be praise to him. As we think about that day, we will stand in the presence of God, and for the first time, we'll be able to see him face to face. What will we do? How will our hearts overflow? My guess is praise. We're gonna praise that incredible God. Verse three, praise him with the trumpet sound, praise him with the lute and the harp, Praise Him with the tambourine and the dance. Praise Him with the string and the pipe. Praise Him with the sounding cymbals. Praise Him with the loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the book of Psalms is over. Christians should be good at praise. In Psalm 139, recognizing the work of God, we see this reminder I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it well. As a spiritual being, as we care for our spiritual lives, as we feed our spiritual souls, we praise God. And the praise of God fills our hearts to full and overflowing. And a heart filled with praise for God will overflow with praise for others. Let me say that one more time. A heart filled with praise for God will overflow with praise for others. That's why it's an oxymoron to find a grumpy Christian. That's why negative Nancy is probably uh, someone that should be hard to find in your church. We as Christians should be marked by the ability to praise others because we are marked by our praise for God and we recognize that you are wonderfully made, that I am wonderfully made, that my neighbor is wonderfully made, that my that my coach is wonderfully made, that that my boss is wonderfully made, that my enemy is wonderfully made, that the person on the other end of the political spectrum is wonderfully made, that that child is wonderfully made, that that grandparent is wonderfully made, that, that that person that that disagrees that's that that is upsetting that has the is wonderfully made and when our hearts are filled with praise for god our hearts should be will overflow with praise for people in this season that we are in in 2020 we're not only in an election year we're in the midst of a pandemic We are surrounded by technology. There's a a social justice movement and reformation out there. And it would be an incredible miracle of God if racism could be eradicated off of this planet. Now, if just one of these things was happening in any normal season, Christians would be tempted to be bad at praise. It would be easy to get sucked in to picking sides and to... to, uh, uh, arguing your opinion with other people and, and debating facts. But as we get sucked into this year, into this vortex that is 2020, we're sucked into the reality of all of this stuff happening around us. And Democrat and Republican are at odds and dividing. And the world of social media is full of trolls and shaming and fake news and finger pointing. It's full of name calling and keyboard courage and people out there uh, continuing to slam and to post and to pursue their their agendas online and our reaction to what's happening in this pandemic whether or not you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask or how you treat other people in this season it's debate after debate it's argument after argument it's 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 neighbor fighting neighbor. And if they put up that yard sign and if they wear that mask and if they post that post, well, then I, I've i got a problem with that. I want to say to you, Christian, we should not be marked as people that are filled with negativity. We should not be marked with people who divide from one another. We should be marked by our praise. We should be marked by the ability to recognize the good in another person and to be able to say to them, well done. Well done. No matter their political party, no matter their their social media posts, no matter their stance in the pandemic, we should be able to say to other people, well done. Well done. And as Christians, we should stand as an outstanding example of people who praise in times of trouble. Kerry Newhoff, pastor and author and o- online influencer, talks about the ever present reality of Christians in our culture. And he puts it this way. He says, when Christians lose their minds, whether it's political, whether it's social media, whether it's over a pandemic, when, when we start losing our minds and start throwing out all kinds of negativity and 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 start tearing people down and pointing out everything that's wrong. This could be done in religion. This could be done in theology. This could be done in in academics when when Christians lose their mind and you know what I'm talking about. You see these posts, you you see these arguments, you know when someone's just kind of going crazy. I I've seen pastors posting on social media with their phones rants of, of responding to the pandemic or things and just literally yelling at people. When Christians lose their minds, people lose their faith. Man, think about that. When Christians lose their minds, people lose their faith. Your faith, the, the way that your heart is filled with the praise of God, should be a shining example. The Bible calls us light and salt in this world. And people should see that your your faith makes a difference in every area of your life. And when you're able to say to your neighbor who posts a different political sign, when you're able to be an encouragement and a shining light of positivity in the world of social media, when you're able to react with a cool, calm, loving presence in the time of a pandemic, then people will be drawn to faith. But when Christians lose their minds, people lose their faith because they say, I don't want any part of that. I don't want to get near that. I don't, I don't want, if that's what ends up with my attitude and my spirit, then count me out. And our relationship with Jesus should be an overflowing spring of joy to others where we're able to say, well done. Philippians 4.8, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, gives us this reminder and this encouragement about everything in life. Politics, social media, pandemics, jobs, school, work, uh, sports, neighborhood, uh, neighborhood activities and events, family matters, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Christians, we should be incredible at finding the things that are worthy of praise. and thinking on those things and be able to go to that friend, that neighbor, that classmate, that, that coworker, and put our hand on their shoulder and say, well, done. You did a great job with that. I'm proud to be your friend, your neighbor, or your coworker, Christians, when our hearts are filled with the love of God and the praise of God, we should be quick to recognize a job well done. And so the phrase well done should overflow from our mouths over and over and over again. Remember in the book of Matthew when it tells us that the words of our mouth are a result of the overflow of our hearts. And when our hearts are filled with God, we have five phrases that we should probably be saying every day that should be natural expressions of our faith with God. And I want to encourage us at Branch Life Church and our Branch Life Church friends to overflow with these five phrases. So how has God challenged you in this series? Let's take a few minutes together and respond together. I want to encourage you, whether this is your first time connecting with Branch Life or you've connected through this entire series, to take some time to do some personal reflection through this series. I'm going to talk us through what we want you to do as a response to this this series. We would invite you to literally take advantage of a response card. Now, the response card is more than giving us your name and information. You don't don't even have to do that if you would rather just respond with the content. But what I want to ask you to do today is to write something down. Whether you use the response card or you use a tablet that's in front of you right now, uh, to actually take some time and pick one of these phrases that is the phrase that you want to become excellent at. The phrase that you would love to excel. Maybe it's a, a phrase that you were challenged by that you're, you've not been good at. Maybe you've been marked by the opposite of that phrase and you're ready to be marked by using that phrase. Maybe it's a phrase that you are particularly encouraged by and you want to use it to encourage other people. What phrase has God been speaking to your heart about? What psalm has been, been re, you've been reminded of and you've been able to revisit over and over and over again? to lift yourself up, and maybe it's not just one phrase, maybe it's multiple phrases. There's no limit here to what the Spirit could be saying. I want to ask you at the end of our time together to to pick one of these five phrases and write it down on the response card. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to go into it, although you could, but, but let us know, acknowledge that this is the phrase you would like to become excellent at that you believe God is calling you to excel at. And then we will pray for you that God will use this phrase in your life and that God will use this phrase to rebuild your relationships. Remember, overflow of the heart affects our words and our words affect the relationships that we have around us. Our words are light and salt or our words tear down and hurt. So which of the five phrases most affects your life? And as you've been listening to this discussion, we've been referencing the filling of God in our lives. And step number one in that filling is knowing God as your personal Lord and Savior. Having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just knowing about God, not just believing that God is out there, but accepting the free gift of salvation. And if you have any questions about your faith, if you're not sure that if you would die today, whether or not you would be in the presence of God, you can make sure And we would say that's step one is make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. What's the good news about Jesus and how can I know for sure that I'm saved and going to heaven? If you have any questions about that, I'd like you to visit the gospel tab and to do some work on your personal salvation. That's where it starts. But if you're ready as a Christian to go through these phrases, let's remind ourselves of the five phrases that every Christian should overflow with every day. Phrase number one, well done, because Christians should be quick to recognize a job well done. We should be experts in praising God. Are you an expert in praising God and praising others? Or is God saying to you, this is the phrase I want you to work at. This is the spirit that I want you to build into your life. Maybe, uh, For you, it was Psalm 103 and we talked about the power of forgiveness. An incredibly spiritual practice is the practice of forgiveness. And it starts with small acts of forgiveness each and every day so that when those big moments come, we're actually experts at forgiving one another. We said this from Psalm 103, that forgiveness gives you the power to soar. When you are able to forgive, you are free to fly through this life. And like an eagle soars. Uh, through through the mountaintops, you can soar in your walk with God. And forgiveness gives us that freedom, one of the most powerful spiritual practices and relational practices that we can have. Are you good at forgiveness or is God calling you to be a better forgiver? Our third phrase came from Psalm 32 and it's the phrase, I'm sorry, it probably precedes the phrase of forgiveness, but there is something that happens every day that we probably should apologize for. I know that I have uh, uh, constantly tripping over my own words or my own actions or my own attitudes. And when I recognize that I am constantly missing the mark, that I'm constantly making those mistakes, I am able to be free from that through the power of confession. And and, and in this psalm, we learn that happy people apologize, miserable people don't. It says, blessed are those who... And in, in the Psalm that when you as a Christian be, are able to say, I'm sorry, freely and frequently, you're able to tap into that joy that comes from the Lord. Man, I'm sorry is a freeing phrase that often precedes, I forgive you. The next phrase that we looked at and the, the fourth of our five phrases from Psalm 41 and Psalm 46 is a phrase, how can I help? It's one of the few questions that we have in this series. How can I help? Being able to come alongside others and to be able to offer them the help that they need. Remember, we like the idea of helping, but we often struggle with actually falling through and giving of ourselves to help someone else. But why should Christians be the best helpers in the world? Why is this an overflow phrase when our hearts are filled with God? Because Christians realize that we have been helped We have the helper. We have the power of the universe on our side. We look to the hills from where our help comes from and we are helped by God so that we can turn and help others. So we freely offer help in big ways, in small ways, in medium ways. How can I help you? A powerful phrase that you can ask. And in Psalm 41, we see this powerful truth that God helps those who help not themselves, but who help others. The Bible promises, and it's clear that when you help another person, God promises that he will continue to help you. So what's the best way to help yourself? Help someone else. And get good at the phrase, how can I help? Are you good at this phrase? Or is this the phrase that the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart and saying, this one, this one, this is the one I'm speaking to you about. I've helped you, and now I'm calling you to help someone else. Help someone else in your church. Help someone else in your neighborhood. Take, stand up for that volunteer position. Start loving on kids and showing them the greatness of God. Start, start mentoring teenagers and pointing them to the God of the universe. Get involved in the technology ministries around you and start spreading the love of God through the airwaves. At Branch Life Church, we're calling all hands on deck. We're asking our core team to jump in and be helpers because we believe that God has some incredible work to do. And if the team comes together and all hands get moving, there's no stopping. There's no stopping the church of God. So how can you help? Who's your one? How can you help them? How can you show them acts of kindness today? Because God has already helped you. And then our our final phrase, and the phrase that we highlighted first from Psalm 132 is the phrase, thank you. Thankful people say thank you often, even in times of trouble. And you've seen this theme. No matter the circumstances around us, when our hearts are filled with God, we overflow with these five powerful phrases on a regular basis. Are you a grateful person? Or in this season, have you found yourself complaining more than saying thank you? If that's you, the Holy Spirit may be saying, this is the one. Pray over this one. Let's fill your heart so you can become good at saying thank you. Gordon MacDonald, in his paper, 15 Insights from the View of 80, said this. If you get to the end of your days and you're able to look back, be quick to say with sincerity, thank you, well done, I'm sorry, I forgive you, and how can I help? These overflow phrases lead to a life well-lived when you are connected with God. And as Christians, these phrases should overflow out of an abundance of love for God each and every day. So will you take a moment now to respond on the response card? Will you pick one or more of these phrases and take some time in the writing on your response card as you type this out, as you write this on your tablet, to have a conversation with God about filling your spirit with Him and reconnecting to Him. Christian, would you pick one of the five phrases? And if you're not sure about your personal relationship with God, we wanna encourage you to visit the Gospel tab. Both of these these links are being linked on the chat uh, in the room that you're watching on right now. We wanna encourage you to participate. We're gonna take one minute to do a little bit of a countdown and to have some music play. While you have a conversation and respond to God through the power of his word, uh, taking a spiritual step forward to do some business with God, pick a phrase and talk to God about your relationship with him during this time. Well, that's it, that's our overflow series and we're really excited that you were able to join us. I wanna talk to our Branch Life Church family and for those of you that are joining us, a little bit about what's next for Branch Life. So will you lean in and listen to this conversation? If you're someone who's been participating with us just online, I have a message for you. And if you're someone local to the Pottstown area, I've got some news for you as well that we wanna share. First of all, next week, we're starting a brand new series called Good News. We're going to take the rest of 2020 and we're going to talk about good things. We're going to learn what God has for us in the gospel and how the gospel changes our lives every day. That's some good news. And we're going to celebrate good things that are happening in our town, in our community, in our church, and in your lives. So over the course of the next few weeks and the few months, if you have some good news to share with us, we would love to hear it. Also, starting October 25th, we are transitioning to worship sites. We're going to continue broadcasting online uh, for you at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings or anytime after on demand. And we want to encourage you to continue to, to participate in worship with us through these online ways. But we also want to encourage you to take a step closer to another. If you're ready to, we want to invite you to join a worship site. We're launching multiple worship sites all around the Pottstown area. We will continue to be gathering in in these indoor spaces throughout the winter and throughout the winter months. And as the pandemic uh, moves, if it worsens, we're gonna spread our sites out. And if it gets better, we're gonna consolidate more into one place. But our goal is that no one has to worship alone. And we wanna invite you to connect with someone and to worship together virtually. We want to invite you to explore the worship site options that we have here in the Pottstown area by going to branchlife.church slash worship site. That's being linked in the chat beside you right now. And you can see our worship sites that are available. If there's not a worship site there that fits for you, we want to start one. And would you be willing to consider hosting a worship site? Maybe you're not from the Pottstown area and you're in a different city or in a different place. You could start a worship site. Maybe you're a college student on a campus and you're not able to be home right now. You could start a worship site there. We would like to see multiple worship sites popping up of, family, of small groups that are quarantined together or groups that are comfortable together or groups that are willing to welcome others in. And on that website, you'll see the information of, of what it looks like to host worship sites, what different sites are available, and what site you could possibly start. If you're interested, please, would you go and make that connection with us at branchlife.church. For those that are joining us outside at 10 a.m., we're moving to the indoor gymnasium right next door at Camp Abana, where we're going to continue worshiping together at 10 a.m., and we're launching these sites. If you're ready to join us live and in person, you can see that information as well at the Camp Abana website. We are also calling all of our Branch Life team members and friends to this new season of service. We have some incredible opportunities uh, for you to get involved and to you, for you to serve. Whatever your skills are, whatever your talents are, we have a plan to use them for God. Whether you're a designer, we're renovating some spaces. If you're a builder, we need your expertise. If you know audio and tech, we're getting ready to, to launch some new ministries and to get some equipment, we'd love to hear from you. If you're good at helping kids and love kids and want to invest in kids, we're building our kids ministry team. We're building our teen teen ministry teams. We're building our worship teams. And we're excited to, to go into this next season together and to see what God does in 2021. It's hard right now to think about the future, even the distant future. So we're taking it one month at a time and even one year at a time. And if you're willing, if you're able to serve, will you give us 12 months? Will you give us 12 months and serve in some way here at Branch Life Church and see what God does? Our hope is by the end of 2021, as we go into 2022, we would be involved in even launching another church. We have some big dreams. We believe God is calling us to some big things your service, your giving, your generosity, your participation means the world. And it means you're a part of what God is doing in the Pottstown area and beyond. So thank you for being a regular part of Branch Life Church. We hope that the worship sites will be an encouragement to you. Please reach out on your response card if you have any questions about it. We'd love to connect. We'd love to chat. And we hope that you'll join us again starting next week for a brand new series that we're calling Good News. Uh, have a great rest of your day. May God bless you and keep you.